0: Surely in Scripture this passage from John that we have just heard is the most strange. Now the beautiful thing about how God inspired the authors of our sacred writings is precisely that, God inspired them. And this makes so much more sense to us as Episcopalians though we would never be so gauche as to actually say such a thing. Our Scriptures are full of miracles. And holes, troubling sayings, and amazing stories of forgiveness. Even in the face of torture, Jesus forgave those who were nailing him to that cross. Our scriptures are quite different. We're not always told what to do as a people of God, but in some divine way, that makes a space in which God works within each of us. And so we come to this Gospel reading today at the last meal before the Last Supper, and man, what a gathering it is. The gospeler was exact about who was there and what was going on, and I imagine it's quite a party. Everyone there had this deep connection with Jesus, either as a close disciple or as a blood relative. And in our mind's eye we can look around that house and begin to pick people out. Among others, Martha was surely in the kitchen as usual, bringing food from the buffet to the table. And one of the Marys was rubbing Jesus' feet with the oil that Judas was so upset about. And I always imagine that whole crew was there in that house. Jesus so rarely went anywhere without him, without them, and especially the beloved disciple. All were in their places. Now perhaps there was somebody who played a carved whistle or chanted a folk song for the sheer enjoyment of it. It was a gathering. It was a party. I imagine also that there was this loud give and take that happens when families and close friends who so love each other gather. There was another person in that room, and he's named in our gospel. It's Lazarus. The one who only a week or so before had been raised from that dark place. The one who had been wrapped so tightly in those bands. Now, nary a word has been recorded from the lips of Lazarus. And no one apparently says a word To him. Now think about that. There he is, sitting at that table. In truth, this seems more like a lesson for Halloween rather than Lent, but there he was, seemingly quiet and alone in that room with so much drama going on around him. Lazarus raises more questions. And yet the scriptures are utterly silent, without guidance about his appearance there in this story. So what was the gospeler thinking? Why was Lazarus silent? Man, when I read this, I get such a sense of foreboding, like a Hitchcock movie, not a horror film but one that just builds and builds the tension until one is on the very edge of the seat, keen for some sort of resolve. Lazarus, after being raised, sitting in the middle of that party. Now, of course, everyone in that house, relative and friend alike, came to see Jesus. Of course, practically the whole town had been Right there at that tomb, and had seen Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. But had they been able to speak to Lazarus in that intervening week? We don't know. But boy, had I seen that miracle, that would have been the first thing that was on my mind. Speak to Lazarus. Now, we have some liberty to fill in the gaps. I think the structure of the story and the importance of the meal, as well as the anointing, give us some kind of a direction so we just don't make things up. Over the last few chapters in the Gospel of John, which may encompass a year or so of Jesus' life, Jesus had let his friends know again and again about the hard times which were coming for him. He had spoken about it often, about his own death, and as we have seen the scriptures portray, the disciples is always taking his words with a grain of salt. I mean, Jesus could, could raise people from the dead. He could walk on water. Surely no one could kill Jesus even if they wanted But we turn back to this reading. We see two people in that room, at that party with Jesus, who acted as if they knew Jesus was serious. One was Mary, who was wiping Jesus' feet with that costly nard used for anointing those who were to be buried. And the other person was that silent Lazarus. Now, of all the people swirling around Jesus that evening, it was Lazarus who knew precisely what Jesus faced. He had been there in that dark place, unable to move, wrapped so very tightly. Of everyone there, It would have been Lazarus who would have been there to support Jesus in this time just before his passion. Maybe I have Lazarus all wrong in this. You remember the story in the Old Testament? It was Jacob who was on the run and exhausted. He comes to this place and falls to the ground in this heap and immediately goes into a deep sleep only to dream about this ladder from earth to heaven with angels up and down. And when he wakes, Jacob piles stones as a witness to the divine. Maybe maybe Lazarus sits there at that table silent as as a witness, a witness to the divine in the room. You know, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's Lazarus having gone through that veil and then wrought back to this side by the power of God and Christ Jesus. Perhaps it was Lazarus who was doing his very best to be present at that party because he of everyone there, of everyone there also knew the wisdom of Isaiah when the prophet wrote, Just before the Assyrians swept down on Jerusalem and destroyed it, Isaiah wrote, Behold, joy and gladness, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Maybe it's just not recorded that Lazarus is actually up and moving, smiling and shaking hands as if to make the most of the life that was left to him. Now surely Lazarus had experienced the gift of life as a newborn baby long ago and then given another gift of transformation given by Jesus at that tomb. How would any of us act? Whichever way we choose to interpret the actions of Lazarus, he has a message for us today. And that message is make the most of whatever you have left of this life. Live as if life were a gift, for surely it is. Serve everyone you meet as if they are a blood relative. Forgive as if God has already forgiven you because that is the message of Jesus there's no better Lenten meditation and lesson than what we have in this piece of the scripture take this reading home with you this week sit with it meditate on it think about Lazarus as a witness And may you and I be a witness to the divine. May we all live in Christ Jesus. May we all live full. And may we all live beginning right now, right now.